Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis' The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Welcome to The Vault Podcast, classic music reviews, presented by IV Creative. Now, here's your hosts, B. Cox and the crew. Greetings and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of The Vault Podcast, classic music reviews, presented by IV Creative. It's a perspective of the classics from a fresh point of view. We appreciate you for taking your time and lending your ears to our perspective you could be anywhere listening to anything, but you're right here with us, so we thank you. With you today is yours truly, B. Cox, and with me, I have the crew back together once again, probably for one of the few times this summertime, so I'm glad to have them here. Of course, let me introduce them to you all. First up, we got my boy, my partner, creator of the Raw Sex Podcast, none other than Cousin Damo, Dominique Marks himself. Y'all make sure y'all go check out the Raw Sex Podcast. Got a new episode for you every Friday. Got a new co-host that we have going in. Like, hey, my man has switched up back to the, as he calls, the masculine energy. And people seem to like it, man. But they got lots of good topics. And it's a few good episodes I think that y'all like, man. So make sure y'all go check out that Raw Sex Podcast every Friday. And make sure you're following Raw Sex Podcast on IG by Raw Sex Podcast and Twitter on Raw Sex Podcast 1. It's an entertaining follow. And, of course, as well, our other guy here is my boy, J.O., always here in the place to be. Fellas, I think this might be the first time this summer that all of us have linked up. It's been a crazy summer, isn't it? You know? So, <laughs> glad. Yeah, glad that everybody maybe, is here. Yeah, because I think you get me, and then next thing you know, you get Jay. And yeah. Then, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, stuff has been happening, you know, people taking a little bit of time off. Stuff happens. Stuff pops up whenever you're got kids and you know y'all two have kids and 
you know, I'm planning a wedding, so it's been a lot of stuff going on, but I'm glad that y'all are here today, and I'm glad that we're here today for the album that we're actually going to cover, man, so appreciate y'all being here as well, and uh, this one has been a long time coming. Again, shout out again to all the listeners out there, stateside and worldwide, continuing to show us love on social media and to the YouTube page. Y'all keep going out there and spreading the word. We're trying to get somewhere, like my man Damo says, like, help us help you. The more we can dedicate time to this and this alone, the better content and more stuff that we can give y'all, more hot shit. So thank you again for all the support and continue to show that support and spread the word. Like we always say here on The Vault, our motto is hashtag open the vault, hashtag nothing but the classics of NBTC. And this one, as I mentioned, has been a long time coming because of what the album is that we're covering and the artist it is that we're covering. We hadn't had this album available to us like most of the albums we can listen to on streaming services because of a dispute between uh, her family, the estate, and then things going on with the record label and management. But we're so glad to actually have this available right when the 25th anniversary of this album came out. So without further ado, gentlemen, we're going to go back 25 years and we're going to go back to August 13th, 1996 and go back to none other than the late great Aaliyah and her second studio album, One in a Million, released on Black Ground and Atlantic Records. It was recorded between August 95 and July 96. The producers on this, well, everybody knows the, the ones that we know the best from this one. The reason why this has become a success, Timberland and Missy Elliott. They were the uh, main producers really driving the force behind this. But then the other producers on this as well, executive Jomo Hankerson, of course. But then an all-star set of producers, really, which I think a lot of people didn't know. Jermaine Dupri, KG, KG being of Naughty by Nature KG. And also Vince Herbert and Rodney Darkchild Jerkins. Um, other producers as well, Daryl Simmons, Darren Lightley, and also Jay Dibbs and Carl Solo. So six singles from this album, guys. <laughs> the first single, If Your Girl Only Knew. The second single, Gotta Give It Up, featuring Slick Rick. The third single, One in a Million, the title track. The fourth single, Four Page Letter. The fifth single, Hot Like Fire. The sixth single, the one I gave my heart to. Six tracks, six bangers, really. And six songs that all charted within the Billboard Hot 100. And we're not talking about the R&B charts and the rap charts. We're talking about the Billboard Hot 100, the big, big chart that you get up there when you're talking about country music stars and pop stars and rock bands. So it's really, really big. So there we go, guys. One in a million, 25 years ago, just came onto streaming. For those of y'all who have been following the news, Aaliyah's estate finally reached a deal on her streaming rights. This has been the bane of many of our existence who have been Aaliyah fans who have been out there that have not been able to access her music through streaming rights because of the battle between her estate for the rights of her music. And now it was just released this past week. And other albums, including her third album, the Aaliyah album, should be available later on this summer, heading into the fall. And now we have her music to finally be able to appreciate everything about her. This album has been one of the most streamed albums since it was available on Friday. And it's crazy that so many people have responded so positively towards this, guys. So Aaliyah, one in a million. Guys, um, crazy, right? Um, that it's been 25 years since this has come out. 
and um, a lot of the things that I've read about it. Now I'm going to get to you all and talk about when you listened to the album, what you thought about it. But, you know, I remember this vividly because this was heading into my, my freshman year, but I'm going to stop right there as far as in high school. So I'll go ahead and start, man. I'll start first, of course, with uh, my boy Jay. And uh, Jay, let us know, man, what, where, you know, everything when you first heard the album, what you thought about it. And then, of course, now it's been available. What do you think about it now, listening to it 25 years later? Yeah, just like going back to 96, like I, that was, I was actually about to start 10th grade, so that really takes me back there. So towards the end of the summer of 96, I heard it back then. And yeah, I remember like 96, it was just like a, it was just like a really, we always talk about how it was a dope year for hip hop, but I think it was just great for music all over, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. to hear that in the midst of everything that came that came out then, it was like almost like the icing on the cake as far as like capping out a, a great summer as far as like just music. So, mm-hmm. and of course at that time, you know, we had just been introduced to Missy Elliott and or they were more so emerging, I guess, like, you know, cause they had been on the underground scene with Devante for like however long. And, yeah. You know, that Timbaland style of production. So, yeah, you know, so like, you know, her coming off everything that was going on with R. Kelly and everything previously to this, it was just like, oh, it's like she kind of reinvented herself and like, you know, these beats are dope, songs are dope. You know, mm. so like back then it was like, you know, so okay, so she's really like, I don't want to say she was like a one hit wonder or anything like that, but it shows she has some staying power in my opinion. So, mm, yeah, fast forward to now, you know, it's like, and I hope I'm not jumping the gun by saying this, it's almost like Shakespeare compared to like, you know, the state of R&B and then like mm. how well like a lot of them drinks stood the test of time. So, yeah, you know, it was just like, it just felt like, I mean, some of them production, if you follow like Timbaland's production style, I mean, you could tell it was like earlier in his career, mm-hmm. but coming up to now it's like you know really had a lot of staying power i mean they, they those beats have really aged well her songs really aged well so mm-hmm. yeah i mean it's just like just really takes me back and like you know it's a good blend of like you know what i'm saying like showing how you put your heart into something how you can stand this has the time like say like you know like a any like old school like a jackson five or james brown or something like that it can stand the test of time if it's made with quality yeah exactly absolutely yeah damo up to you, man. You next. Same question, you know. Um, you uh, you are you are our resident R and B guru because that's yes, what you was listening to. So uh, we want to get your perspective, man. What you thought then? What you think now? Twenty five years after the fact. Well, you know, I think it was a major hyped album because you know, like Jay said, everything with R. Kelly. So it was the first album really away from him from that debacle over there. So you wanted to see what she had. And the, you know, I'm eighth grade. I think that's eighth grade. Yeah, that's eight. Going to say eighth mm-hmm. grade. Benjamin Taskill. What's up, y'all? Hey, no. <laughs> <laughs> but we, but you know, of course, you know, I'm listening to the album. Then, and then, you know, mainly they gave you most of the singles on the radio. So you know, of course, you know, you you ready for the album, and you can definitely tell Timberland and Missy fingerprints on the album because you know you keep going, and a couple of years later. Or, you could still hear that same sound like on Genuine's album. Like I heard a couple of songs on there where I said, that sounded like that was the sound that was on Genuine's album. But mm-hmm. yeah, it was definitely, I'm glad they finally released it because I remember some years back, I was like, man, where the hell is I Care For You album at? Where mm-hmm. the fuck is this show at? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and I go look, I said, hold on, they don't got nothing out? You yeah. got like some some song covers, the people doing the songs over the song, like, where the hell are they at? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We, we've been looking for it for a while, man. Those of us who have been 
her fans. We've been wanting this uh, the, that music to come out. We like, yo, man, what is this up with this battle? But I understand why it was important to the family and why it was important to the estate and for her legacy to be preserved in a right way that she gets not only the proper monetary credit, but then also that it's done the right way. I mean, Aaliyah's family has been very protective of her, even in her death. And so I think that, you know, all the drama that surrounded everything with her music being released and the royalties and the biopics and everything else that have come out, you know, I'm glad that they were finally able to get this done because it really was for the the people, you know? So, I mean, goodness. Now, my recollections, uh, most of y'all, I'm sort of, I'm right in between the two of y'all, ninth grade year, heading into Bowie High School. As Jay mentioned, it was a cap to the end of a great summer of music, not just of hip hop, but R&B. There were some bangers in there too. Damo, you remember we did Tony secrets in there. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So she had a banger of an album coming out and you're right. Everybody was anticipating this album because we knew what Aaliyah had in the debut album. We saw that she had these hits that, you know, say whatever you want about Robert, you know, his personal and, and criminal past and everything past and also what he's being prosecuted for now. Yes, I get that. The album was an incredible album because he's a great songwriter and producer as well. And it really gave her, you know, I guess gave her sort of like an identity that was, I guess, apt for a teenager at that time, however old she was, 15 years old. But this album came out and you saw like the promotions for the first single, which is the If Your Girl Only Knew, um, hearing that first beat when you heard If Your Girl Only Knew, you knew that it was like, okay, this is a different sound. And then not only that, when you heard that and then also heard songs like One in a Million, you started to see that her sound had matured a lot in between the first second, first album to the second album. It had matured a whole lot. You could see that whoever was writing for her was writing and they knew how to be able to make her sound even through the lyrics and even by the way of producing her, by the way that she sung, it made her sound a lot more mature than she was during that first album. Obviously there was a time jump between that first and that second album, but man, listening to it even back then, I feel like really the step that Aaliyah needed to take as a singer, that it was important that she had the guidance and production of Timberland and Missy and them having and writing songs for her. Because like, if you remember, Aaliyah came out right during the same time that, you know, you had Brandy come out, you had Monica come out. You had a lot of girl bands that came out that were teenagers, like, you know, Escape and SWV. And it sort of seemed like that, you know, it was kind of easy to have her lost in the shuffle between all of them. Because I mean, let's be honest, Aaliyah doesn't have the voice to some of those people. You know what I mean? I mean, her vocal talent isn't terrible, but if you talk to the singer Nazis out there, they'll tell you that, you know, oh, she doesn't have the voice of this person or of that person. But part of the thing where I think makes Aaliyah Aaliyah is that her voice was just good enough for the songs that she was on and she made it work because her vocal style was sort of the production catered towards that. And I think this is a perfect example of that on this particular record. This album in the production, like, yo, you talked about it, Jay. It still, to me, sounds ahead of its time, Um, especially with those tempo productions and, like, those drums, like those (laughs) those tempo drums that he was doing those drums at that time that nobody else was doing. Like, (laughs) and to hear those type of drums on with an R&B singer was something, again, that we didn't hear that often either. And then it wasn't just tempo on this joint. You had Rashad Smith doing production on this. 
Dark Child doing production on this. JD, um, Vince Herbert produced three tracks on this. Vince, yes, that Vince. I mean, it really was a complete package. You have ballads on this. You got up-tempo songs on this. You got hip-hop collaborations on this. And then you got songs about heartbreak, about love, about um, about infidelity, or about cheating or creeping. I mean, it's a really, to me, is a complete package. And listening to it now, considering the state of what R&B is in right now, and I think it's, to me, it's subpar. I don't think there's not, there's really, when you talk about the quality of music of R&B nowadays, it's not really there. And this tarkens back to a time where if you were in the R&B game, you had to be on top of your game. I mean, I named some of those names earlier. You had to be on top of your game. And this is where I think she took that step from where it was to where she was on AJ Nothing But a Number album to get into One in a Million, where we talked about that jump demo that Tony made from the first album to the second album. This is really where she stopped from not just being an R&B superstar. She took that step to being a pop icon. And that really launched her into the next stratosphere into her career. So... That's what I think about it, man. Um, incredible album. And I love the fact that we're able to hear it now that her music's being made available on streaming. So now we're going to get into highlights. So we'll talk about highlights, what you like, even any lowlights if you have them. So we'll go ahead and start. Dom, I'll actually go ahead and start with you, man. Give us your highlights and any lowlights if you got them. The highlights is, all, is you know, the singles, full page, ladder, one in a million, if your girl only knew. No, I think those are the highlights to me. Uh, highlight fire. That's a little different. That's you know, that's the highlights. Uh, guys, guys, I know you. I love her though. I love her though. Oh, Miss Trash to me. You said what now? <laughs> Which one? The album is trash to me. It's trash to you. Oh wow. I said it. Explain. Explain. Hear this one. Yeah, explain. You got to you got to explain yourself. I said it. Damn it, I didn't want to say it. I wanted to hold it. I... You got to explain yourself, bro. You have to explain yourself. I'm like I'm like really like just genuinely interested like your expertise as far as why you feel it's garbage. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to say garbage. I'm going to say trash. Okay, trash. <laughs> yeah, like trash. Garbage or trash, it all gets dumped out on trash day. Uh, I'm this wording of it. So, yeah, I was, I was going to keep. I, don't I know, just feel like it's 18 songs and only like four songs is four out of 18 ain't good to me. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. (laughs) 
to me and those other singles. So the rest of the album to me, like the production is good, but like the songs is like, I was like, Bay, is the same album on? I'll go to the next song. Go to the next song. What? This the same album I remember from '96. I was like, "Damn, they could have kept this shit locked." I mean, my bad. I love you. God rest the soul. Wow. This was an album I remember from '96. So listening to it now, I was like, "Yo, it's like only four Jones out of 18. That ain't a good. Possibly five. She got four to pee." And those are all the singles. Mm. Now you take away the singles, the album is yeah, lost somewhere. Like the way it's been the last 20 years. Mm. I don't know. I think you knew. I think you need to get your hearing checked, bro. But that's just me. That's personally my opinion. Because I don't think, I, I think, I, I think there's more coming. than just four, four good tracks on here, bro. Like, I, so I'll give you this. Well, I'll get into this when I get into my highlights, but I do think that, okay, are there a couple of things on here that make you, you know, scratch your head a little bit? Sure, but four joints to out of 18, bro. Like, come on. I didn't like the slick rig jump. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm not going to argue with you there. The never giving up with Severius Polk. I could have did without it. Ladies in the house. Yeah, it's only like... A, a girl like you, I could have did without too. Uh, yeah, mm, yeah, I'm, yeah. Four out of eighteen, and I wasn't the only one. You know, I got my partner, and I'm like, but she was like, yeah, I, yeah. I was wondering when you was gonna change the album. I was like, ooh, yeah. Wow. Okay. Jay, sorry, it's don't a, strike me down, Lord not, Jesus. Don't, hey, look, you, <laughs> you. Sorry, YouTube. I know you like to kill me on there. No, nah, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> hey, look, you, you. Hey, look, it's, it is what it is. Jay, what, what about your highlights and lowlights? Okay, so I mean, like, like Dom said, I mean, of course, like the singles, like one in a million. If your girl only knew, um, uh, four page letter, like those are my highlights, but um. Aside from those highlights, I mean, I actually, I actually like the journey never giving up just because it, it kind of gives me like, um, except if I'm reaching on this one, like it kind of gives like, if as far as like production, the production style, it kind of gives like funky ride vibes, like, you know what I'm saying? From like Outkast, mm, like, yeah, okay. Yeah, I kind of put it in that same category as far as like this, that style of like the beat and everything. Yeah. Like the Choosy Lover joint. You know, mm-hmm. like the, um, I guess like the Ozzy Brothers remake. Ozzy Brothers like, remake, yeah. So yeah I mean, of course, like I like how her vocals went with it, but then like at the end, like you know, where the beat switched up and had that like, it had like more hip hop vibe to it. Like mm-hmm. it just it, it kind of like sights the vibe for me. So you know what I'm saying? That's another mm-hmm. highlight for me. Um, yeah, I like to join a girl like you just because like the, I like that summer madness sample that they kind of flip. Like mm, yeah, and I, and actually that kind of made me like think like, dang, am I, I kind of overthinking shit when it comes to beats? Like you know what I'm saying? Because they didn't really yeah. do too much like they did sample to make it sound good. But I haven't heard it. I haven't heard that actually sampled like that though. The way that they flipped the sample, right. it's a little bit different because you see the way it's on summertime and on all about you, like Donnell Jones. It's a little bit different though. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, like, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's dope, but I mean, like, I just it just makes me makes me like sit and think, like, do I overthink things at times? Maybe I just like go with the mm-hmm. flow as far as like you know production and stuff like that. Yeah, the ladies in the house train. Yeah, I was rocking with that because I mean, of course, it was like early. It was like an early introduction to Missy, like, mm-hmm. 
You know what I'm saying? I think it was like around around the same time that Gina Thompson, James, she had a hee how James, she kind of like put that on here too. So, low lights. I guess I kind of got I got upset with Dom as far as like you know saying they got to give it up. Dream with Slick Rick. You know what I'm saying? Which was kind of further bastardized. If either of you have seen that Aaliyah movie, like so. Yeah. I think that's I think that's all I got as far as low lights as far as the album. Yeah. All right, so my highlights and lowlights. So, I mean, obviously the singles. Um, there's the Hot Light Fire, which is the album version, and there was the uh, bonus version, which is the Timberland remix, which is the one that I think everybody knows the album, the single as, which is, I think, the better version. But I think the regular version is fine, too. I mean, obviously, one in a million and four-page letters speak for themselves. I mean, those are, be- those are like, smash hits. Um, there, when you talk about some of the best hits in Aaliyah's career, those are probably both in the top ten, at least to me personally. If your girl only knew, obviously, lead single from it. Love that joint. The one I gave my heart to, man, which is a song that was actually written by Diane Warren. A lot of people don't actually know this, but um, Diane Warren is also, I believe, the same one that uh, that wrote, uh, I believe, "Unbreak My Heart" as well. It makes sense that this was a lead sing- uh, a single on this. And a lot of people don't also know is that this is actually the highest charting single of this album <laughs> in the Billboard Hot 100. This made it all the way up to, I believe, number 11 on the Billboard Hot 100. So, um, but it's a great ballad. And I think the one thing, what we got to know, Aaliyah, about, I guess, even from the third album and uh, unreleased tracks is that we saw a lot of more of the slow songs from her. And I think this is a good, like, sort of, you know, change up to the album, considering a lot of it seemed to be a lot more hip hop based. But aside from the singles, uh, got to agree with you there, Jay, on Choosy Lover. Um, this was actually a song that I think they had in the vault for a while because I remember, I don't know if you even remember this, but watching an episode of New York Undercover and, you know, when they were in, uh, God, what was the name of the club that they used to go to? Was it Natalie's? Um, yes. Yeah, it was Natalie's. Yeah. When they went to Natalie's and they used to have that, that famous like music artist every week that would be performing in Natalie's. She was actually in there performing this, you know? So, you know, (laughs) many people, like, unless you got a throwback mind like I do, you don't remember that New York Undercover episode, but I I know, I know I'm messing with a couple right here on this podcast, man, but definitely love the the remake of the Ozzy Brothers thing, a great Ozzy Brothers song, the switch up with the beat on Rashad Smith that he did, which was the new school part of it, really, it was a great switch up to me too. A girl like you with Tretch, I mean, obviously, I mean, and Tretch definitely does his things on this. I mean, at this point, he's they're kind of like right off of uh, Naughty by Nature's Poverty's Paradise. He's on here spitting this thing, doing what he does. And then the, you know, I thought like production wise, KG did his thing by taking that Summer Madness beat and then flipping it a little bit of a different way because everybody knows that beat. It's been sampled a lot over 145 times, by the way, that Summer Madness by Cool and the Gang. But to take it and sort of make it and make that sample your own, it's kind of hard to do. And I got to agree with you, Jay, too. I mean, yeah, it kind of makes you think, like, am I overthinking this thing when I make beats, when I'm trying to sample stuff? Sometimes simplicity is best. Sometimes it is. As far as some of the other ones, got to definitely give it to you on um, as well with the Tavarius Pope track, which is Never Giving Up. I actually like that joint, too. And the Rodney Jerkins track, eh, you know, everything's going to be all right. I was okay with it. I really wasn't a big fan of the of Gotta Give It Up with Slick Rick. I think that obviously, you know, that sample, which is, of course, Marvin Gaye's Go Out to Party, which, I mean, has been speculation, especially with the in the height of blurred lines and everything and them getting sued for that. Um, I just, 
I don't think this is really well, well placed on this album. This, this, if there's a track out of place, this is a track that's out of place on here. I really think that's it. I think it was, it had to be never coming back. Um, this is when she was doing sort of like the, the live performance. I think that's it. Or no, it wasn't. I think it was heartbroken. Um, uh, that was cool. I mean, I kind of like didn't feel, I guess, you know, one way or the other, about it or the other. Um, ladies in the house, I was kind of, mm, yeah, it was early Missy. So definitely it wasn't Missy that we had heard on Super Duper Fly. And then eventually we were here later on where she had evolved as an artist and well-rounded herself more as an artist. But I mean, the, I don't have like any big, big, big low lights other than that Slick Rick track. There were some tracks, some songs that I kind of scratched my head on. And I was like, hmm, you know, like I don't really remember this the first time I listened to it or the first time around. And when I used to listen to it back in the day, but I think that's really what I had in regards to low light was that got to give it up. I thought it was like really, really poorly placed, but everything else though, I was kind of okay with because, you know, I mean, it's, I mean, it, it, to me, when you have so many different other producers working on it as well, you're going to get some different sounds. Now, it, I think more people would have probably preferred that Timberland would have produced the whole joint but i mean i think for variety you also are going to need those folks who are going to give you some more traditional r&b tracks versus what he was given so there we go highlights and lowlights though i'm still trying to wrap my head around the fact that damo said there's only four good joints on here like uh, i i i just uh, i'm shocked i mean i'm shocked but i can't say that i'm too surprised um you know because i'm, I'm kind of getting an idea through doing this podcast sort of getting an idea what Damo's like standard is as far as R&B is concerned. And so I had a feeling I'd be, I'd be quite honest, Damo. I was listening to this joint and I was like, I got a feeling Damo probably going to say there's a lot of stuff on here. to some trash. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I, I just, I kept that and filed it away in the back of my mind. I was like, it's probably going to be some stuff on here. Damo going to be like, man, there's some stuff, stuff that here's some, eh, eh. Hey, when shit. you was going through this, I said, dang, am mm-hmm. I going to be the one that's, I don't yeah. think I want to, I don't yeah. want to be the one that's, yeah, both of y'all, I was like, man, I think I'm going to be the one. Yeah. Damn, yeah. It. But it's okay. That's all right. That's the reason why we do the show. It's the reason why we listen to these albums. And I love Aaliyah, too. I love Aaliyah. That's y'all fine. We all go do. Go get it, twist. That's but fine. Man. That's fine. We all do. I mean, it's, it's, you know, what I would say is this, man. Give it a little bit of time and listen to it again. That's all I'm going to say. Give it a little bit of time and listen to it again. Matter of fact, wait until the other joints come out and then listen to it again. You know what I mean? Maybe we could talk a little bit later on while we having a drink or something. See if you still feel the same way. But nah, man, it, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. So now I think, man, we get pretty much to talk about it. You know, I think we kind of know where, where at least we know Damo stands at. But we got to do the test of time to see where it stands. Do we think it's a certified classic, borderline classic, classic just in this time? Not a classic at all. And, of course, 7 out of 10, what you think about it, obviously. So I'll go ahead and make it official, Damo. Go ahead and let us know what you think, man. Probably for its time, it was a classic, but 25 years later, listen to it. To me, it's not a classic at all. Four out of 18 to me. Mm. Okay. Yeah, for the P. Yeah. Like, I don't even like the, the Isley brothers. I'm like, let Isley and them keep that. I'm like, I don't want to hear you on this show right here. So, and no, I'm strong. Like, um, I was going to say, like, I mean, because, I mean, she did it before, but like when the, um, her first one was at your best. So, you, you feel the same way about that one? 
Which one? At your or, best. Um, at your best. That was a remake oh. too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Didn't really care for it either. Oh wow. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Even the remix? Or just all um, together just scrapped it. All together, you didn't like it. Uh, the remix was a little bit better, but yeah. Yeah. Wow. You're definitely in the minority there, sir. So <laughs> So you think now ultimately twenty five years, you say not a classic at all. Not a classic at all, and I'm a mm-hmm. nine out of ten on that. Nine out of ten. Wow. Okay. Well, jeez. There we go. Like, with I the- might not even go. I might not even go back to it. Besides the singles. Wow. Wow. But the, the singles are classic. The cl- singles are classic. 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 Yeah. <laughs> but the album is. Yeah. True. Mm. Damn. I love her. I understand. She understands too, Damo. <laughs> we miss you, Aaliyah. <laughs> Jay, what say you, man? Uh, I'm gonna have to say. Sometimes I say borderline classic. Okay. Borderline yeah, classic. I mean, like, like Dom said, the cla- like the singles. You know what I'm saying? Of course, like our classics are going to stand the test of time. I mean, but I mean the other aspect of it is like I would say like some of it does sound dated as far as the production, even though it's still dope. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, and I would say um, eight out of ten on that one. Eight out of ten, borderline classic. All right, well, I'm going to be the third one to say different. To me, I thought it was a certified classic back then. I think it's a certified classic even still now today. I think there's a couple of missteps on this. But I I think that the highs are a lot, lot better than the lows. And um, even the ones that I said I wanted, I scratched my head on, uh, I think in retrospect, even when I come back to them, I'll, I'll you know have something good to say about them. And, I mean, to have six singles chart in a Billboard Hot 100, I mean, how many albums can you say actually did that? And when you come to that point, you're like in Michael Jackson territory, Whitney Houston territory. I mean, there's not many people that could say they had that many singles chart in the actual on the charts. And, I mean, listening to it, Jay, do some of the beats sound a little dated? Yeah, if they're not Timberland stuff, then yeah. And it is, like you said, Timberland's early stuff. But even just with the production on here, Timberland really, man, it just it sounds futuristic even still. Twenty five years later, I mean, it even sounds advanced even for today. And then the writing, of course, obviously with Missy background vocals by Missy too. I think it really helped to mature her sound. So I'm saying certified classic, and I'm actually going to give it an eight out of ten myself as well. And yeah. uh, you know, hey, we all got varying and different opinions, and that's the great thing about this show. You can get them all, and they know nobody's going to completely kill you for it. You know, we may mess with you a little bit, but we're going to make sure everybody has their opinions out there, man. So there we are with Aaliyah's one in a million. Damo says not a classic at all. Nine out of ten. Jay says borderline classic. He says eight out of ten. I say certified classic. Eight out of ten. Three different guys. Three different opinions. And you got to love it. But make sure y'all go check out, man, Aaliyah's One in a Million. It's been streamed a lot over these last few days. Y'all make sure y'all go check it out wherever you can get music and stream your music. Um, definitely pay tribute to her legacy as more of her music will be coming available. We're so glad to have it now coming up on streaming as we've waited for it for a long time. And that is going to wrap up yet another edition of The Vault. Please make sure you are checking us out on our host on Red Circle. If you go to our link in any one of our social media pages in the bio, you'll get to our link tree. 
There you'll see all of our social media pages and also all of our streaming sources. Again, you can get to the vault by going to Instagram at at vault CMR podcast and Twitter at vault classic and on Facebook and YouTube by searching the vault classic music reviews podcast, like the Facebook page, subscribe to the YouTube channel, interact with us on social media. Let us know what you think. We do it here all for you. We appreciate the support. And if you have a friend, tell a friend and make sure that that friend tells a friend. Always remember to keep your headphones on and your music loud, but not too loud. And as we close, we'd like to remind everyone to dream big because dreams are the basis for creation. Always create, motivate, and elevate because you were never destined or created to stay stationary in this life. And on that note, we say peace. Thank you for listening and coming into The Vault. Please subscribe and follow us on Facebook at IV Creative and Instagram at I-V-E-C-R-E-8. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park